Hi, this is Regaline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Christy Jones. Christy Jones is a holistic health coach, mindfulness educator, and speaker at Christy Jones Health Coach. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you today, Gigi. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Awesome. Well, I am from California. I've, I live in Glendora, California and lived in this area for my whole life between, you know, within 20 minutes of each other. So I'm definitely a California girl. <laughs> and and what, what would you like me to know? What would you like to know? <laughs> I love it. Tell us more about what inspired you to become a speaker. Absolutely. And so I, hmm, that's a great question. For me, it really started as a young girl. I always felt like um, that there, that as just for my own self, my own journey as a teenager, I really struggled with weight and self identity. And so as I got older, you know, I was overweight as a child. And I actually put myself on a diet when I was in sixth grade and I lost 30 pounds by myself. And, and then when I got into high school, like middle school and high school, I would do really unhealthy things to keep my weight at a good level. So I was thin, but I was not healthy, right? I'd take Dexatrim, I'd drink Diet Coke, I'd do things like that. And from a young age in high school, I really wanted to mentor the youth that, you know, how, that being healthy is not what you look like. That being healthy really starts within. And so that was just kind of a desire that I always had. And, and put that on the back burner, got married young, started a family, and it wasn't until my middle daughter was experiencing some major digestive issues that I started looking at, um, if my daughter's this sick, what's actually going on with other kids? Because we already ate pretty healthy. And so I started looking at, at food, what, what's happening if, if our kids are so, you know, basically she started spent three months in bed pretty much. She was um, dealing like anytime her stomach hurt, her head hurt, anytime her head hurt, her stomach hurt. So I realized there was something going on with this brain gut connection. And there wasn't much information 12 years ago about the brain gut connection. And so I started learning about how food could help our body, but it wasn't just food, it's our stress level, it's our thoughts. And so I went from there, of, if this is what's going on with my child, what's going on with other kids in our school? and found out that so many kids were struggling with their health, with anxiety, depression. And so that really caused me to actually start working in schools um, just as a parent helping our schools get healthier, which learned to being an educator in schools and led to creating my own health coaching and mindfulness practice. Very powerful. Now you mentioned depression, anxiety, and let's also talk about fear in regards to COVID occurring. What are some patterns that you're noticing during this time? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I think you and I would probably both agree, Gigi, that fear is the biggest thing that we've got to work through. And fear can literally stop us. It can, you know, wipe out our immune system. It can, it can take away the ideas that we have. It literally blocks us from our potential. And so what I would say is that I see a lot of overwhelm and a lot of fear. Since I do work in schools, I just get to work with the most amazing people. I just have to give a shout out for teachers. You know, our teachers, I don't, where, whatever state you're in, 
they have done an amazing shift of being able to teach these students from home and then some of the then going back to school and being able to be in this limbo of teaching some on zoom and some in the classroom and so i think that's one of the professions that's been impacted the most maybe besides parents (laughs) (laughs) parents are in this together and so it's a lot of overwhelm and fear and and so the more that they can start learning tools so what i love getting to do is go into schools and teaching some of these mindfulness and mindset tools that when we can bring ourselves into the present moment when we can focus on our breath in that moment in that moment we can bring ourselves back into a place of peace and then we can think clearly and we can choose a next step and so the more we can start using mindfulness we can become the master of our mind but we need to be trained how to do that. If we don't, if we're not given those tools, we're not sure, we don't, we don't know that we have them. We don't know that we can actually change our thoughts. We don't know that our thoughts and our feelings are creating our reality, but they are. And so in this time, educators, parents, all of us knowing how powerful our thoughts and our feelings are and putting them in the direction to what we want versus what we don't want. And so I see a lot of focusing on what we don't want and that drains our energy. I love it. Okay. Now, tell us more about your experience being a holistic health coach. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And so it's so funny because when I started my practice, probably about five, six years ago, um, you know, I was focused very much on health, right? That's what helped my daughter was really learning how to eat healthy, understanding this brain gut connection and foods that are healthy for our digestive system because our, our gut's our second brain, right? And if our gut's not healthy, our brain is gonna be impacted and our physical body's gonna be impacted. And, and so at first I focused a lot on, you know, the foods that we eat, making sure we're sleeping, making sure we're hydrated, which is still a focus, but what's come into play that I'm so surprised by is I had met a man that's a Christian spiritual teacher two years ago. And when we met, he told me, he said, Christy, everything's spiritual. And I said, no, everything's health. And he said, no, everything's spiritual. And I said, no, everything's health. And after knowing him for about a year, I said, you're right, everything's spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) So what I've realized is that when somebody's dealing with a physical health issue, we've got our physical body, but our physical body is surrounded by our energy body. So our energy, some people call it their aura, some people call it their biofield, but we know that there's this energy that surrounds us. So that biofield is our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, our emotions, our habits, our imagination. So when we want to really help our physical body, we've actually got to see what's going on in our emotional body because that emotional body runs through and around our physical body. I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us more about what is the key to health? Mm -hmm. Hmm, that's a great question. And, and I would say I would love to hear a lot of people's answers on that of what they would feel the key is, because our feeling is our reality. So I guess I would say if we can understand the power of our feelings and know whatever feeling you're in in that moment, that that feeling. So if we get that we have our physical body. Right. And then that that feeling in our heart. Right. So I always work with four spiritual layers. Right. So that feeling in our heart our work is to feel good, right? To know our value, to know that who we are is love, is valuable. That feeling flows through our body, goes around our body into our energy body, right? That becomes a vibration. It goes from there out to the ether and it connects us to everybody because we're all energy, right? And then it goes from there and really connects us with the spiritual realm. So we're always 
working with that. So when we can understand the power of our feelings and learn to check in with our feelings and choose the feelings we want, that's going to greatly impact our health. So I would say that's a huge key for health right there. Very powerful. Now tell us more about how important it is to listen to your internal body wisdom. Mm, yeah. And so, <laughs> yes, it, and, and this is, I think, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. And for you following your voice and being able to follow what you've done and created in life is that we have this guidance system inside and we haven't been trained to use it. So often we're looking outside for answers. And when we can meditate or pray and get ourselves in that quiet spot, and I'd love to know even for you, what are some things that you've experienced where you've been in that quiet place and you've just been guided? Yes. When I get quiet, I hear God's voice even deeper than I would if I was doing something where I was active. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to get quiet and listen to him. Yeah. And so if we get that, everything is energy, right? That energy is that life force that flows through us, which is love, which is God. Some people might have another name for it. Right. And that's great. Like, it's wonderful that we live in a, in a world of variety, but when it's that quietness, when we're inside, we're literally that life force is the voice of God that's flowing through us. That's really our internal wisdom. Very powerful and very inspiring. Now, tell us more about your health and mindset trainings in schools for teachers, administrators, and students. Mm, so much fun. It's, you know, it's so important. And, and you tell me your thoughts on this, but like having fun is key. Yes. And being able to put things in place throughout our day that that help us bring ourselves into the present moment so we can feel good, right? And, and um, I've just been so blessed that um, as I was working in schools, mostly working with students, I saw the stress levels rising for teachers. And I just had this feeling that I that I wanted to create programs for teachers self care. Because we know that when we take care of ourselves, then we can actually show up for others. If we're not caring for ourselves, we can't give what we don't have. And, and so I just had this idea, like I want to do a training for teachers. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just had this idea and put it out into the universe. And nine months later, I was doing mindfulness trainings for teachers, teaching them simple brain breaks, mindfulness, self-care that they can do in their day with their students that they're getting to care for themselves and the students are getting tools to learn to care for themselves and bring themselves into the present moment that help them regulate their emotions, be more aware of their, their emotional state, focus their brain, um, and feel good. And that's grown into many school districts. And, and I just, I feel so blessed that I get to do that, especially in this time. It's needed more now, more than ever that our students and our teachers and our parents have those resources. I love it. Now tell us more ways to diminish negative behaviors. Mm, yeah. And if we can think like, why, why would a negative behavior be there? Right? So often the behaviors that we can see as negative, either in ourselves or another person, it's there because it's helped them in some way. Right? So if we can change how we look at things, I always say all behavior is communication. 
And so do you, do we want to talk about, give me an example. Do we want to talk about negative behavior from ourselves or negative behaviors from someone else? <laughs> What's both. Like, let's talk about both. Let's talk about both. Well, let's yeah. talk about, yeah, give me an example. Let's play with this. Okay, great. So a negative behavior, someone knows they have a task to do, but instead they keep procrastinating. And mm -hmm. we need to understand that we shall never procrastinate because we need to go ahead and get what we can. Get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can look at and become aware of like, what is the feeling I'm having? I'm feeling I'm procrastinating. Why? Right. Why? Where does this come from? Right. It may have. And once again, everybody's going to be different. But that behavior of procrastination might have helped them at some point in time. Right. So we can look at like, where did this even come from? Oh, when I was a kid, if I put this off, I actually, you know, I've had people say, if I wait to the last minute, I'm more productive. So they'll purposely, so their brain learned, if I wait to the last minute, I'm more productive. So they'll literally wait to the last minute, they'll get it done, right? And, and, and as they've had that behavior, you know, I'll ask them like, is that really effective for you? No, okay, but where'd it come from? Oh, when I was younger, it used to help me. Okay, so it was, we've got to update the computer, right? So it's just like, if we keep running the same computer system, it's gonna be outdated. And so when they can start realizing, oh, this was a program, right, that I ran from the past. It was just something my brain learned and I've stored in there as a memory and my subconscious mind. I can actually change it now and have a different conversation with myself. So one, it's becoming aware of why is that procrastination there? Where did it come from? And that what actually feels better now that you can start making new neuro connections in your brain that's going to serve you at this time. And if we can get rid of the idea that it's bad, right? It's just, it's been, what it's what's been there. So if we can take away shame or guilt from having that, it's going to help us move forward much more efficiently. Absolutely amazing. Now, when you and I spoke, we discussed our voice is a message. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that you, I just will always bless you for is introducing me to uh, Michael to write a book. You were saying that even just the story that I've had it would be worthy of putting into a book, which I had never thought about. So that's one way that I would say a voice is a message, right, is writing a book and putting a book into a message. And one of the things we were talking about is audiobooks and how important when somebody's reading an audiobook, when somebody's recording an audiobook, that the voice carries a frequency. You know, and I love Einstein and this understanding that everything is energy, everything is vibration, everything is frequency. So that voice, our voice actually has a frequency. And so when we're talking to people, we're actually sending people a message in our voice. And that's why it's so important to connect and to talk to people because we're sending them energy through our voice. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I love it. Now, what is your why that keeps you going? Hmm. Hmm. I, it's for the longest time, I've just had this um, desire that children really, that health is a birthright. Mm -hmm. that we're designed, our children are designed to be healthy. So what do we put into place that supports health? Right? I mean, really, we all are, and we're all children, really. <laughs> but what, what can we put into place that children just get to thrive, being that right now we're actually at 46% of kids with chronic disease. And so if that's what's there, what can we put in place 
to shift that because we always want to focus on what we want. We want to know where we're at and then we want to move in the direction of what we want. So what, what can I do in each day that's moving that forward, that's impacting children's lives, that's impacting parents' lives, teachers' lives, that we're creating this peaceful, joyful, healthy world where everyone thrives. Amen. Mm. Very uplifting. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us more about a time where you experienced an aha moment. Hmm. Hmm. So many times. <laughs> You're making one. As we're going along in this. Um, I would say I had one day I was walking my kids. We, they were in the stroller and I was taking a walk and I was waiting at this, at the signal. And I did not grow up with a great, uh, connection. I guess I would say like, a, a church wasn't really a safe place for me. Okay. And so I didn't really have a, a connection that I knew so much with God. But I was walking and all of a sudden I heard this voice that just told me, like, you're supposed to be doing more. And I was like, I know. Right. And I know that that voice, that message was from God. And that's led me and opened up all the doors to what I'm doing now. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, you know about God, how important is your relationship with God to you? Yeah, it's really been something that I've been uncovering. I had to understand. I had to take out a lot of programming of, of false beliefs that I had and learn that to me, when I look at God, that God's love, right? And that that love, and that's really who we are. That's, that's the, we are all love. We are all connected. And that life force of that God, like you look at a rainbow and that's God. You look at a bird and that's God. And so I've learned how important that you can never be disconnected, <laughs> you know? And so that's been a process for me because I had a lot of false beliefs of believing, um, you know, of a man in, a, in the sky that was judgmental versus being love. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Very powerful. Yeah. Now. Christy, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Hmm. Yeah. What do you want to feel? What's important? If we can get that our heart is a hundred times more powerful than our brain. I might not be completely accurate on that statement, but somewhere around that we know, like if you look at heart math, they talk about how our heart is way more powerful than our brain. So what we feel in our heart is so key because that's more powerful than the thoughts in our head. And so my invitation is, what do you want to feel each day? Make a list and realize that the choices that you make, you can actually, if you don't already have some of those tools, you look at research people that have those tools that you can train your mindset to focus on those feelings and how to increase those feelings so that you're really using them to design your life and design your day. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you? Um, ChristyJones.com. So that's easy enough. You can check out my website. Feel free to reach out and give me a call if you have questions. I love talking to people because our voice has a message. <laughs> hearing people's voices or seeing people's faces. And yeah, so feel free to reach out and I'd love to talk to you. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen. Check out Christy at christyjones.com. And Christy, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Welcome Me Podcast. You have a blessed day. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. And I just love what you're doing.